from the Acts of the Apostles. When the day of Pentecost had come, Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Let the entire house of Israel know with certainty that God has made him both Lord and Messiah, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, so that your sins may be forgiven, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you, for your children, and for all who are far away, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to him. And Peter testified with many other arguments and exhorted them, saying, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. So those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added to their number. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Truly, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love to deliver their souls from death and to keep them alive in famine. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. Alleluia. Let us rejoice and be glad. Alleluia. 
Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, o Lord. Mary Magdalene stood weeping outside the tomb. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and the other at the feet. They said to her, Woman, Why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. The Gospel of the Lord. My dear friends, I hope these days of Easter are peaceful ones for you. The ancient tradition of the Church is to celebrate the entire octave of Easter, right from Easter Sunday through to next Sunday, as though it were just one single continuous day in which the sun has never set because Jesus has been raised up and he is the son of truth, of justice, and of love. One of the more wonderful traditions of this octave is that each day the gospel passages that are chosen are one or other of the stories about what happened after the events of Good Friday. And whereas Easter itself tends to be reserved for what happened when the women came to the tomb and found it empty, the days that follow are the ones in which we see the actual appearances of the risen Lord. And it's very critical for us to remember that the Gospels were written with this in mind. In other words, really, the end of the gospel 
is the purpose of the gospel. All the beautiful stories about everything that Jesus did while he was here on earth, marvelous or inspiring or educative as they might be, do not have, in the end, any ultimate meaning except as seen through the eyes of the risen Lord. And this is very, very critical for faith. So, let us look then at this story of Mary Magdalene, which we already reviewed, of course, on Easter Sunday morning itself, but maybe from a slightly different angle this time, really putting the emphasis on the fact that Mary Magdalene was given a mission. And that mission is so beautifully embodied in what seemed to be very difficult words that Jesus spoke to her, do not touch me, do not hold on to me. Noli mi tangere in the Latin. And some of the most famous paintings have been of that exact moment in which Jesus is often portrayed, especially from those Renaissance-era paintings, as dressed like a gardener, maybe even holding a spade. But if you look very closely, you will see that the upright spade, when taken into account, the whole background is really a cross. But most important, he is telling Mary, do not cling to him. Why would he say that, of all things, to her? because she's got a job to do. And if she's clinging to him, she risks clinging to the past. She must look towards what lies ahead now. So, in our first reading, and we will of course begin to read from the Acts of the Apostles, basically for the entire rest of the Easter season, we see Peter on Pentecost Sunday proclaiming magnificently that Jesus has been raised from the dead, and so moving the hearts of all kinds of people that 3,000 were baptized that very day. This, of course, was the intention of Jesus risen from the dead, is that his apostles would go forth in order to do this work filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. But Mary Magdalene came first. She is the one who announced it to them. And you may recall from Sunday that this very story started out with the women discovering the tomb being empty. They ran and told the disciples that, and Peter and John, with varying degrees of effectiveness in running, ran to the tomb, looked, but then they turned around and went back to their homes. So, yes, the empty tomb obviously leads to something, it points to something, but it is only the appearances of the risen Lord that, as it were, seal the deal. And the first person in Scripture to whom Jesus is recorded as having appeared is Mary Magdalene. Ancient pious tradition suggests that he had privately appeared already to his own mother, which is wonderful, but that's not in the scriptures, whereas his appearance to Mary Magdalene definitely is, and his commission to her, go, go to my brothers and tell them what's going on. Tell them that I am living. 
And of course, as the week goes on, we will experience that Jesus appears to them as well in order to strengthen their faith and to renew their confidence that he is indeed the fulfillment of everything they had hoped for and dreamed for. Is this, as some would argue, an illusion? Some kind of mass hallucination? That is extraordinarily doubtful. Why would that many people not only have had such an hallucination, but hallucinations of various sorts and ultimately on the basis of those hallucinations being willing to give their very lives to spread the good news. Oh no, these gospel stories were written in order to proclaim that this is absolute historical truth, reliable. Jesus is raised beyond death. He has appeared to those who have had faith in him and have followed him, and he has given them the commission. And that extends right to this very day. Although, of course, we are to be counted among those of whom Jesus was referring, to whom Jesus was referring when he said to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have still believed. And we do believe. And that belief animates everything we are and do. Nothing is ever the same ever again because Jesus has been raised from the dead and our faith in him as living Lord leads us to do wonderful things for him, even, especially, under particularly difficult circumstances. And so then, we beg this risen Lord to come into our hearts, to show himself to us, to give us power and strength in the Holy Spirit so that we may witness to his risen life into a world so afraid, so filled with darkness, so in need of his light and life. Closing words from Father Martin. He is risen. Thank you for celebrating with us through our podcasts. We pray they have inspired you through Lent and helped you prepare for this time of great grace, joy, and renewal of faith. This was our second series of podcasts. Our first was for Advent. Over the next few months, we will be planning more initiatives to help serve members of our parish family unable, by sickness or other reason, to worship with us in person, and to anyone visiting our parish via these podcasts. Please continue to visit our website for news and to access our podcast archives. Easter is a time of joy and renewal of faith. May God bless you and your family abundantly.